Girlfriends, episode number 194, Help for Catholic Brides with Chloe Langer. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, I have a special guest, Chloe Langer, who's written a special new book just for Catholic brides. You know you want to hear about this. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. If this is your first time visiting here with us at Girlfriends, I want to give you a special hello and welcome. Thank you for giving us a try. Thank you for being here. I hope you're going to find peace, balance, joy, encouragement, support, all those good things right here inside of the Girlfriends community. And if you are a longtime listener, I want to welcome you too. You are a vital part of what I do here at Girlfriends, and I'm so grateful for your loyalty. I'm grateful for you listening. Thank you for showing up and being a part of the Girlfriends community. So this week's topic is Catholic weddings. Well, okay, not just that, because my guest is going to be Chloe Langer, who is a young woman who has two different podcasts, has written a book, has another one in the making. She really is on fire. She's newly married, newly a mother of a young daughter, just a beautiful soul. And I got to know her when I was on her podcast. And a funny thing with Chloe is when I first met her through, I think, online connections, I wasn't, I, she was just a name to me. I don't think I followed her on social media, maybe just on Twitter or something where I didn't know what she looked like. I wasn't aware of exactly how young she was. And so when she asked me to be on her podcast and I came on for the first time, she was like, my I know you because my mom has always been such a fan. And I'm like, wait a minute, how old are you? <laughs> how old is your mom? And then finally, how old am I? <laughs> because this is happening more and more people I'm starting to um, connect with the next generation. <laughs> and it's really actually encouraging. I guess I should feel like an old grandma or something. And maybe I'm approaching that age anyway, and I should embrace it. But that's not really how it makes me feel. It makes me feel like this is awesome. This is truly awesome what's going on here because th this is what I hope for. This is what I hope to see in future generations that those of us who have connected online through blogs back in the day, through podcasts nowadays, through social media, through Instagram or wherever you're hanging out these days, those of us who connected going back years when our kids were small, when we were struggling, when we were figuring out this whole Catholic motherhood thing, and um, those of us who were looking to encourage others inside of that journey, I think a lot of us, a lot of people you know, that I'm still in touch with that are still creating Catholic media in various ways are in that stage where now we're, our kids are becoming young adults and we're very much looking to the next generation and hoping and praying that it's it's going to work out, that they will be able to connect with one another, but also benefit from the kinds of connections that we've made in the past. So I'm always hopeful for that. And Chloe is a great shining light of that kind of hope, that kind of joy, that kind of looking forward to the future. So I know you're going to enjoy our conversation. I won't delay it any further. Here is my recent conversation with Chloe Langer. Take a listen. 
Hey, everybody. I am excited to be welcoming a special guest to Girlfriends here today. Chloe Langer is joining me. Chloe is a freelance writer, blogger, author, and editor. She is passionate about the feminine genius and women's ministry and is constantly inspired by St. Pope John Paul II's letter to women. The love of her life proposed to her on the top of Emory Peak in Big Bend National Park, and they were married on January 21st, 2017. When she isn't buried under a growing stack of books, you can find her climbing mountains, podcasting, and spending time with her husband, Joseph, and their daughter, Maeve. You can find out more about Chloe on her blog, Old Fashioned Girl. Check out her two podcasts on iTunes, Letters to Women, and The Catholic Podcast. Welcome, Chloe. I'm so glad you're joining me here today. Hey, Danielle. So good to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. You know, I've been on your show a couple of times, so it's about time. <laughs> but, but when I was on your show last, Maeve wasn't even born. So I know. You've been now she's like four months old. I, that's insanity. I saw that when I opened up Skype. I was like, oh my gosh, we chatted that long ago, right before yeah. you had her. So how how's mom life? It is so beautiful. It is it has stretched me in ways, well, both physically, mentally, spiritually, all over. I've been stretched, but um, it has just been so good. And gosh, just being able to have baby Maeve in my arms and and it's worth it. It's worth it. Those the times that we talked last when I was not able to find a comfy spot to sleep and now I have Maeve keeping me awake so I don't get to sleep, but it's all, it's so dang good. So good. I love it. And I love following you on Instagram, especially and seeing her sweet face and seeing your sweet life <laughs> with your husband and your baby girl. Um, oh. and, and I love that you're, you're sharing so much about sort of this stage of life and having experienced loss in your early marriage and, you know, that you're really very vulnerable in what you share online. And I just want to take a moment and thank you for that, because I think it's a really, there's an important role for people to play, especially inside of the church to share about those kinds of experiences. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You know, it, it vulnerability encourages vulnerability. And I think a lot of times what we're really lacking in today's world um, is deep, meaningful conversation. And that starts with you, you know, showing up and, and sharing your story. And so mm -hmm. I, I love being able to, to talk to different women about what their life is and their experiences. And I think a lot of it has started because it, I mean, it starts because of sharing my story. So thank you so much. That means really, really, that really means a lot. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. I totally mean it. And Speaking of sharing and, you know, engaging with one another, uh, <laughs> let's talk about your your book project, which is Created for Love, Reflections for the Catholic Bride-to-Be, which is newly released, right? Um, published by, so, is this our Sunday visitor? Yeah, it is. Okay. Okay. So tell me how this project came to be. I'm very interested as a mom of a <laughs> newly married daughter and a uh, soon to be married son. I'm very interested in this resource and how you came to put it together. Yeah. So like you mentioned in the intro, I, I got married in 2017 and Joseph and I got married pretty young. I was 21. Joseph was 23. Mm -hmm. And th that was the year of our marriage. And we were the first in our friend group to get married or one of the first. The next year, 2018 was the year of the wedding because we had 15, <laughs> 15 weddings no. in one year. No, I kid you not. And they're so beautiful. And I loved every single one of them. We missed one. Um, but as you can imagine, there was a lot of bridal showers and bachelorette parties and all these beautiful traditions that kind of... <laughs> oh, yes. I became very good friends with the people at Bed Bath & Beyond. They knew me by name. Um, <laughs> but 
it just, I love sitting down with friends over coffee and, and talking to them about how life is going. And I had so many friends who were engaged in that season and I would sit down and ask them how wedding planning was going. And they would ask me, you know, I was just fresh off of wedding planning myself, um, what my, my advice was. And I love telling women really, I, one thing I wish I'd done better when I'd planned my wedding or Joseph and I's wedding was to spend as much time planning the, the marriage or preparing for our marriage as I did planning this wedding because right. the wedding was one day. I mean, the wedding was beautiful. I loved it. Um, but the marriage, you know, God willing, that's a lifetime. And if it should get equal, if not in all honesty, more prep time during that season of engagement, then the wedding does. But the world <laughs> kind it doesn't of work that way. <laughs> it doesn't really work that way. Um, and so I tell them this, I was like, yeah, you should spend as much time prepping for your marriage as you do prepping for your wedding. And they looked at me like, thank you, Chloe. You're adding <laughs> one more thing to do on my to-do list out right. of the, you know, the, the to-do list that is as tall as I am at this point. So I really wanted to do something to create something that I could say, I, I know that sounds overwhelming. Here's something to help. And so that's really where created for love came from is this idea of in the, the rush of wedding planning when you're in the trenches, it just seems like it's just one more thing to do and really Mm -hmm. being able to create a space uh, for a retreat to retreat to um, in the times where, yeah, where wedding planning can just seem overwhelming and dang it. It's so beautiful. Like everything, the traditions, the the planning of it. um, It's so good, but it can just be overwhelming. And so it's just really to create a spot where women can retreat to and really to dive deep into their own interior life as they prepare to, um, to join their, their life with their beloved. Right. Oh, that's beautiful. And I, I love that. I, I love that you encourage people to spend that much time focused on their actual wedding, like the marriage <laughs> part, because that's so true that our culture gets that wrong. And something I was really struck by when my daughter got married back in May was, I, you know, mother of the bride, I was caught up full up, full on in that frenzy at, yeah. at times of, you know, the flowers need to look like this. My husband and I got in a crazy fight about the shade of purple of the flowers, like <laughs> and I, in the middle of it. I'm like, yes. this is so ludicrous. Like, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> and yet you get swept up in it. And um, so finding myself like that, you know, and kind of battling that and trying to maintain my own spiritual life, I think it must be on steroids for the bride to be. And um, but then what really struck me was on the day of her wedding, how beautiful that liturgy was. And I yes. had hardly given it a thought. You know, yeah, we planned the music and the readings and all of that, but I hadn't realized that. And then when I was there in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what it is. This is all it is. You know, this is all that matters. It was so very beautiful. Yeah, I love that for a couple planning a wedding. This is the what this is a mass you get to plan. And this yes. is really the only time. I mean, with the exception of your funeral mass that you get to plan, but you're not gonna be there. <laughs> but uh, you get to plan everything. I when we when Joseph and I sat down to plan our wedding mass with the priest who was going to witness our vows, mm-hmm. we were blown away by how much we got to we got to say in this because it's the day that you are the minister of a sacrament. And we kind of skip by that sometimes as we prep because we just think, you know, that's the we, we have to really, really worry about what happens after the mass when really that mass is just, this is where you become one. Right. That's so beautiful. And um, so is this a journal? Like, so I'm sure this is a great gift for a bridal yeah. shower. For sure. <laughs> I love this. Good job, our Sunday visitor. Good marketing plan. Um, but beyond that, like, is this something that you hope that young women or, or older women who are getting married will be taking into their marriages and continuing this kind of journaling habit? 
Yes. Yes. You know, I love this because it's really a beautiful way to, if you can, you can take time to retreat during your wedding planning this crazy season. Mm -hmm. Not only are you taking time to retreat, but you're also building this habit of building your interior life because it's, it's really recognizing that Christ, only Christ can satisfy us. Like our, our spouse can't, our spouse isn't Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, only, only the Lord can fill this. And so by starting this journaling during a season of engagement, being able to tap back into it. I love reading my old journals. Maybe, maybe not the ones from like middle school. Or early <laughs> yeah, no, I burned those. <laughs> like, uh, I, I should, I should have a bonfire this fall with those ones. But the other ones like late college, like a couple of years ago when I was kind of working towards good things. Right. Um, I love, I love being able to go back and see, look what the Lord has done right. and have such a tangible like I have a, a good memory, but my memory isn't that great. And so being able to to look back, pull this book off the shelf, it's so beautiful. Our Sunday Visitor did such a beautiful job. It is, it's lovely. The florals, oh my gosh, the calligraphy. And so being able to go back and say, where was I? Where was I in my engagement? Where was I in these early days of marriage? And how has the Lord worked in my life that I can look back and see what he's done? Wow. And I think that's really the power of journaling. And I like that this book kind of nudges people toward creating that habit, especially during a meaningful time in your life. But that's part of the beauty of it, that you can look back and see. And I say this as not a great journaler myself, but um, <laughs> for sure, the times when I can go back and I, I do have the benefit of having had a blog for many years, you know, yeah. <laughs> that I no longer yes. maintain, but I do love to sometimes scroll back through. Like sometimes I'll be looking for an old photo or something and I'll stumble upon a little reflection that I wrote. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that would have been lost forever. Like I, you right. don't, you think you're going to remember every little thing, but you do not remember most things actually. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I can't tell you what I had for breakfast yesterday. So I definitely can't tell you what was on my heart when I was engaged. Oh my gosh. Especially now that you're a mom of a young daughter. Oh, yes. I mean, okay. So how has your spiritual life changed since becoming a mom and what, what kind of challenges have you had to overcome or are you still struggling with? Oh man. Yeah, definitely. I, I love how you said it's still struggling with because I am so very much in the trenches of this transition and I'm very, like pride is my main vice. And so I was just talking to Joseph last night, like, I can't believe I'm still struggling with this, but it is, it's such a big lifestyle change. You know, I loved my prayer life before or I had gave birth to Maeve and I would get up in the morning and pour a cup of coffee and I freelance from home. So I really had my own schedule right? and light a candle and it was so good. And now I like if when Mabe's going down for a nap, I think, oh, this is a great time for a nap. This is wonderful. I'm going to go take a nap <laughs> or there's the laundry and jobs and all these things that pile up. And it's so tempting to just skip right through prayer and push it to the side and do mm -hmm. all the to-do list things. Sure. And so um, I think just creating a space and being patient with myself and recognizing that. <laughs> Hello, Mabe. Hi, Mabe. Recognizing you want to say hello? Say hi, Danielle. She, she might be uh, the youngest guest on Girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> the youngest girlfriends ever. Yeah, nice. Um, that's so good. But yeah, just recognizing that this looks different than it did when I was single, when I was in mm -hmm. college, when I was engaged, when I was first married. And that is good. And that doesn't mean that those seasons were bad, but they were good in their season. And so now it's it's how, what does my spirituality, my interior life look like as a mom? And it's different and it's beautiful and it's sh a struggle and it's so good. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. Oh, I love that you have that attitude because I think I was not quite so good about my attitude. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and you know, I, I experienced something very similar where, you know, I got married right out of college and I was kind of comparing my new mom spiritual life to my college life, which 
is so oh. very different and thinking there's something wrong with me because I can't recreate that. And really, I think that the answer is just lies in accepting where you are, embracing where you are. And, and I love that you mentioned sometimes when the baby naps, that's when you might want to nap <laughs> because right. one thing that I've struggled to learn, and this is something I want young moms and old moms and tired moms everywhere to know that, that God wants to give you rest. And sometimes your, your spiritual life, your, your spiritual time doesn't mean, you know, working hard on your knees, praying out that rosary. Like it can mean resting in God's presence. And sometimes that's all that he wants for you. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a radical shift, but it, that, that prayer is so beautiful where he, you just, he just meets you right where you are. Right. Oh, I think that's beautiful. And, and I think that the temptation maybe for more type A personalities is to think my prayer life is something I do, right? It's something I yes. accomplish. Yes. I'm going to make this thing happen. And not only that, I'm going to be awesome at it. Right. <laughs> like, so I think right. it's, it can be a humbling thing to realize no. And I can't remember which saint it was that I just read a quote from, but it was saying that she, it was a woman and she was saying her prayer time, she just lets God love her. And oh, I love that. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Like, oh, you don't have to do anything. You need to be present and let God love you. And sometimes that's what we're fighting against, right? We're trying to earn the love rather than letting God love yes. us. Yes. Yes. I love that. Henry Nouwen talks a lot about that, about how we, we have this um, struggle to feel like we have to earn our belovedness, that we, we have to earn the right to, to be seen by the Lord. And I love, like, he just needs us to be, not do anything, just to be. Yeah. I feel like he's hitting us over the head with that message all the time. <laughs> and yeah, we fail to hear it. Um, now, I want to talk about um, how couples might benefit from this book. Now, this is specifically for the bride-to-be, for for women, and very obviously the beautiful floral cover. Um, probably <laughs> not, not, many, not many dudes are going to be picking that thing up. But um, is this something that Joseph w participated in at all? Or did you talk with him about your reflections? How does that work? Yeah. So when I wrote this book, I had set aside a, a week, a day, a week um, to work on it. And I would discuss it with Joseph afterward. And here's kind of what I'm thinking. And, and it was such a, I think the neatest part for Joseph and I was to reflect back on our own engagement and to think, what would we have wanted to know? What do we know now, now that we've been blessed with almost three years of marriage and, and babies and, and what would that look like? Right. Um, but I think it's so good because when, when women take the time to work on their interior life and to dig deep and to realize that, that they can be satisfied with the Lord and that they're his beloved daughter and he delights in them and that they, he, he delights in their feminine genius and what it means to strive after his sacred heart as a woman that can only help your marriage. Um, it really can, because it, it just gives you this, just being able to return to the sense of your core identity. And when you're operating out of that identity and the way that you love others, especially your spouse, mm -hmm. you're loving them as God loves them because you're confident in the way that God loves you. So is this, is the book for guys now? I mean, I love, it's not mine. It's not my gift to write a book like this for men I think it, <laughs> because mainly I am not a man, but, um, I think that there, there's a place for that 100%, but I think that this book can only help marriages too. Mm -hmm. I think you're so right that the more you're built up in your own identity and not as necessarily separate from your spouse, but as a daughter of God or as a son of God, that your marriage benefits from that. I've certainly experienced that firsthand that, you know, the times in my life where I felt far away from or removed from that identity are times when my marriage has suffered. And 
the more that I grow in that identity, because the two shall become one, uh, I'm bringing right. Dan along for the ride. And the times when he's growing and I'm struggling, he's bringing me along for the ride. So I think that's a really beautiful thing to reflect on about the marriage relationship. Yeah. I, Joseph has been really diving into what, what it means to be a Catholic father and a Catholic husband in the past couple of months. And it's just been really beautiful. And if anything, it's just, yeah, I love it because he's brought me along with them because seeing him getting up early in the morning and, and spending time in, in quiet and reflection mm-hmm. has really given me a gut check. Like what am, what do my mornings look like? Am mm-hmm. I striving for it? This like this too. So I, yes, mm-hmm. that's so true. I love along for the ride. That's so good. <laughs> so true. So true. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about your podcast because having been a guest on your podcast and being a fan of your podcast, I I really want listeners to check out Letters to Women and the Catholic Podcast. And I I feel like you... Um, you have this, you have a special gift for podcasting, especially communicating through that particular media. Mm -hmm. So maybe just share a little bit how you got started in doing that in the first place. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on as a guest. It's just, oh man, when you were listing off the things that I, uh, in this bio in the the beginning, it's like, oh, and Chloe needs more coffee and Chloe doesn't get enough sleep. Like those should be the next lines on the bio. (laughs) Uh, But you know, I started, so Letters to Women got started, um, this the spring or after I got married and I'd been sitting with Jean Paul II's letter to women. And I love this, how he says, you know, thank you all. Thank you to all women, all women yes, for living out this feminine genius. And, and that, that phrase stuck with me. What does that mean? What does that mean? What is the feminine genius? And what does it mean to live that out? And the more that I dug into it in prayer and in reflection, the more I realized that there's literally an as many ways to live out the feminine genius as there are women walking the earth. Right. That everyone lives this out so uniquely. And I'm type A and I'm an organized rule follower. And so what I wanted was John Paul II to say, this is exactly how you live this out. This is a cookie cutter <laughs> way. Like just smash your life into it. Here's the mold. But there's not, and there's so much freedom in that. And so for the past two years, I've been so blessed to sit down with women, you being one of them, um, and just really dive into just listening and seeing how they live out the feminine genius. And right. the more that I've had these conversations, the more I've realized that, oh, it's so beautifully diverse. And and there's not, it just, there's a freedom from comparison because realizing the beauty of another person's story doesn't take away from the way that I live the feminine genius or the way that I live out the feminine genius as a mom and as a wife, mm-hmm. just, it does, it's so beautiful. And so that's letters to women. So mm-hmm. I just sit down every other Thursday and have a conversation really based around how do you live out the feminine genius in your everyday life? And so I've gone to talk to, to moms and wives and doctors and nurses and, um, editors and journalists and so many the, right. the archive is so rich and I love going back and listening to them because usually the person who needs to listen to them is me um, <laughs> I find that too <laughs> yeah oh, and then no. I feel weird sitting there listening to my own podcast yeah, well like, not really because really I talk struggling. out loud myself all the time <laughs> <laughs> whatever you're struggling with you might have done a podcast about it so check your archives yes. <laughs> exactly that's so true I'll search like da 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 and then the first thing that comes up is a blogger all right Jesus this is very cute this is very cute but so yeah that's that's letters to women that's just been it, all honesty of all the things that I do and I I do probably too much during the day that that's a process of of discernment and what is mm-hmm. what is that but letters to women is one of my favorite things like absolute favorite I I could I it's so enriching yeah so that's that's letters to women yeah um 
The Catholic podcast was started with a good dear friend of mine, Joe Heschmeyer. And I asked him if he, we, we just had like, it's like the, like, do you want to start a band? question like from the maybe the 90s <laughs> yeah. it's, it's for millennials it's do you want to start a podcast do you want to start a podcast together and so cool and so we did and it's so fun and so every week we sit down and we have conversations there's there's such a variety really it covers all things catholic like the catholic podcast sounds like this pretentious name but it's really just like we wanted to have so many different conversations that we just needed a huge umbrella right. to toss on top of it yeah. And so, we, yeah, we sit down every Monday and talk about all things Catholic. And it's it's so beautiful. And I have learned so much from that one. So great. Yeah, me too. Me too. So we'll link to those in the show notes. So that's Letters to Women and the Catholic Podcast. But I'm um, getting back to this book. Do you have other books in you, Chloe? I'm asking this in a very knowing way because I follow you on social media. Um, you <laughs> so know the I, <laughs> I do. Um, so this one's Created for Love, Reflections for the Catholic Bride-to-Be from Our Sunday Visitor, newly released. And um, so that's very much focused on that stage of your life. But what else have you got in the works? Yeah. So Letters to Women, I mentioned it. It's my favorite thing. And I can just keep it to a podcast. So in um, in 2020, that's the due date for me to, t- to hand in the manuscript. So it'll probably be early 2021. Letters to Women will be a book. And I am so excited for this because what it'll be is a, is a creation and a curation of these of letters that women either who've been on the show, who I've loved talking to, or women who I haven't got the chance to have on a show, but I really just admire how they live out the feminine genius. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be writing these letters to women. Uh, so I a letter to a woman who finds herself in an unexpected situation, a letter to the woman who struggles when she looks at the mirror and all mm-hmm. these different things. And then there'll be a devotion. And then if you're a journaler, uh, maybe you're coming off of created for love and you're looking for more. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, there'll be journal questions. And if you are a person who likes communication with others and, and, and women's ministry, there will be women's ministry and small group discussion questions. So wow. really just a tool. I am so excited for this book. Um, cause I've gotten to touch base with so many people who I, who I know and love and I love their stories and they're just so confident in who they are as women. And so, yeah, it's, it's a long, I'm in the long game right now. It's, yeah. it's quite a while down the timeline. But oh man, just watching it come together is so beautiful. You are. You are in the long game. And I, I love that. And especially, <laughs> you know, with regard to your family and um, your your motherhood that you've got this new That's... little girl and who knows what the future is going to bring for you and Joseph. And um, oh. I just, I absolutely love watching. It's so funny for me at this stage in my life that I'm like a fangirl of people putting out stuff that are like my kid's age. So <laughs> I'm like... I guess I'm becoming like a grandma in social media, but that's cool. That's cool. It's like the spiritual motherhood. No, it's like watching watching kids grow up. That's so beautiful. It is. And I I love your approach though, um, Chloe, to all that you share, whether it's in Creative for Love or in your podcast or in this upcoming book, that you just like, you, you sort of exemplify this awe about the beauty of who women are and the beauty of God's creation in us as human beings, not some hokey way, but in a real, you know, grounded in St. John Paul II theology way where it's like, we're amazing and not not like woman power, you know, like, which is, which is, you know, shallow or, or fake. It's really truly rooted in who we are. And I, I so admire that. I I love that it's, it's in someone as young as you are, because I can't wait to see where you go with it. Oh, thank you. Thanks for all the encouragement that you've given me along the way. And I have loved reading, reading your blogs and listening to your podcast in, in my own journey. And so to be able to just sit down and reflect on the feminine genius with you is always a treat. 
Oh, same here. So we'll have to continue being on each other's podcast. Yes. But one more shout yes. out for the book, Created for Love, Reflections for the Catholic Bride-to-Be. We will link it up in the show notes at ascensionpress.com, as well as Chloe's podcast and Chloe's blog and, and Chloe's social media. So you can check out Maeve's <laughs> sweet face there. You've heard her voice. You know you've got to check out how cute this baby girl is. Chloe, thank you so much for all that you share. And thank you for coming on and being a guest on Girlfriends today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. This has just been such a great way to share it with you and start my morning off just in a really good way. Awesome. God bless. Bye, Maeve. Bye. Welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where usually I share a little bit of listener feedback. And this first email I'm going to share is from someone who asked that she remain anonymous. So I'm just going to use the name Anne for her. And Anne writes, Hi, Danielle. I found your wonderful podcast and have enjoyed listening to them. Can you address the subject of being married to a non-believer in one of your podcasts? I am sure I am not the only one. I have been married for almost 21 years, and the more I grow in my faith, the lonelier I have become. I am extremely sad that I have no one to share my faith with. I love my faith. My faith has saved me. God has been my friend my entire life. And with one child off to college and one more leaving in the next couple of years, I find myself not looking forward to the future. Please pray for me. I have been praying for a conversion for 20 years. I attend daily mass. I pray the rosary daily. I go to adoration often. I ask God that I do his will. I do what I can as long as it does not interfere with family life. God bless you. Please keep my name anonymous. Thank you. Anne, again, not her real name. So Anne, you asked for me to do a whole podcast on this and I'm I, I definitely will. I'm just not 100% positive I can do a whole podcast on this because it has not been my experience. And I don't want anything that I'm sharing to come off as dismissive of the kind of struggle that you're going through or other people who share your circumstances or flippant about it or not understanding or, you know, in some way feeling like uh, I have it all figured out or looking down upon you in any way. I, I'm very concerned about that when I think about taking on this topic as um, an entire podcast. But what I thought might be helpful is to open this up to listeners because you're right. I know you're not alone in this circumstance. And I'm so sorry that you're struggling the way that you are. I'm so sorry that you're feeling lonely in your faith. And honestly, this is something that I hear from women about. I, I know a few personally who struggle in this way. It's very difficult to have your faith be so valuable and meaningful to you and then not have the person who you're supposed to be closest to on the planet share that faith. It's a very difficult thing. So I, I admire you for your your strength in persevering with your faith, Anne, in spite of the obstacles and in spite of the kind of loneliness that you're experiencing inside of it. Uh, but I don't know that I have anything great to offer you with regard to advice or encouragement, other than to know that God has a plan for you. He has a plan for your marriage and he has a plan for your husband and he loves your husband so deeply and he loves you so deeply and he has a plan for the two of you together. And so I would encourage you to continue praying as you have been. And also, I think it would be helpful for you to have other people in your life who share your faith, whether you're reaching out to um, find some new friends, uh, a women's group or something at your parish, perhaps. I know that you're very conscious of it, not wanting, not wanting it to interfere with your family life, but it seems like you're at a stage in your life where you could afford some time, maybe one or two evenings a week where you would participate in something that's going on at your parish. And that's another way that your husband might be able to see that this is valuable and important to you. Um, 
But I say that not knowing exactly who your husband is and what his personality is like. So um, take that with a grain of salt. But I do want to open this up to other listeners who might share your circumstances. Maybe you could write to me or send a voicemail uh, to encourage Anne in her current state in life, this struggle that she's feeling, this loneliness that she's feeling in practicing her faith on her own in this way, with her children growing and needing her less and less, leaving home for college and the other one soon to follow. Um, I think there's a lot of potential for you, Anne, to feel extra lonely inside of that. So I want to encourage you to reach out to people in your parish, in your community who could share your faith, who could encourage you and support you in your faith life since you're not currently finding that inside of your marriage. And lastly, I just want to say God is bigger than all of this. And that's something that I find helpful because, you know, you you may be kind of second guessing some of your life decisions and thinking as you're seeing other people who are married to people who share their faith, perhaps feeling lonely when you're at mass by yourself, perhaps, or inside of any kind of Catholic practice that you're following, maybe even feeling lonely inside of your prayer life. I know that's a real thing. Um, and for sure, I think everybody can relate to this because even those of us who are married to Catholics, we're not always on the same page with our spouse with regard to where we are in our faith lives. And that can be a lonely thing too. That can be a divisive thing inside of marriage. Um, so know that you're not alone inside of that struggle and you might be experiencing it in ways that even other people have experienced. So listeners, please reach out. Send me an email, danielle at daniellebean.com or send me a voicemail for Anne to listen to. Again, it's not her real name, um, but something that will encourage her, maybe share something that helped you or a perspective that um, has been helpful to you inside of that struggle in being married to somebody who does not share your faith. I'm really counting on you guys. I know that Girlfriends has a wonderful community of listeners who truly care about the other people listening. So I know that you're going to come through with this. And Anne, I hope to be sharing those in a future show. With If I get enough, sure, I'll make an entire episode out of it. But otherwise, in the feedback section of an upcoming episode of Girlfriends. Thanks, guys, for all the ways I know you're going to be reaching out to help Anne. Okay, next up, I got an email from listener Tina, who said, Hi, Danielle, I just listened to your podcast on social media, and I wanted to thank you for empowering parents to know that they don't have to do what everyone else does. I heard from a number of people who said exactly that. And um, I kind of knew that would um, resonate with people because I need that reminder sometimes that we, we we have that power as parents. I need that reminder that I can say no to things even if all my kids' friends are saying yes to them. Anyway, that's an aside. On with Tina. I also wanted to give you a great resource for parents to be able to monitor their kids' texts, emails, and social media posts without having to read all of their kids' stuff. It is a resource that alerts parents to anything troublesome without having to be a part of every conversation that your child is having. Parents can set the alerts as strict or lenient as they want in each category and even choose categories that they don't feel they need to monitor. It is called Bark. Check it out. And she provides a link to a website, www.bark.us. So Tina, thank you. I haven't yet clicked over, so I'm going to be doing that. This is something I've seen advertised inside of my social media and I wondered about it. So I'm glad to have somebody who is really recommending it as something for parents to monitor their children's social media. I will put that link in the show notes. So the show notes for every episode of the Girlfriends podcast are always available at ascensionpress.com. Go there if you want that link to bark.us. I did get a lot of feedback. I'm not going to share it all um, from that episode in particular from parents who really were just um, 
scared to death, scared to death. I don't know how else to put it. Um, who were grateful that that episode was at least attempting to be encouraging about the topic of social media and kids online. And I really think that's the predicament many of us find ourselves in. And the temptation is to throw up your hands or to just do what everybody else is doing. But we know we're called to greatness, right? We weren't made for comfort. We were made for greatness, as Pope Benedict reminds us so eloquently. And that's so true. It's never more true than in your role as a Catholic parent. So remember that with regard to social media and do the hard things, do the hard things. So thank you, Tina, for that resource. We will take all the help we can get. A couple of things that I want to mention is I shared with you last week, but I want to remind you again that there is a special promo code you can use at ascensionpress.com to get your copy of Pray, Decide, and Don't Worry, Five Steps to Discerning God's Will. Um, we had Jackie Angel, one of the co-authors, along with Mike, Father Mike Schmitz and her husband, Bobby Angel, on the show a couple of weeks ago. And so if you're interested in getting your copy, you can get 15% off of Pray, Decide, and Don't Worry by using the promo code you can discern. That's a great little perk for being a Girlfriends listener. And I do believe Ascension is still offering the promo code Girlfriends. If you don't yet have a copy of my book through Ascension, you are enough. What women of the Bible teach you about your mission and worth. If you're interested in getting a copy of that, head over to ascensionpress.com. And when you're checking out over there, use the promo code girlfriends, and you'll also get a discount on that order. I also just want to mention a few places that I'm going to be coming up in case you're going to be there too, because I would love to be able to connect with you in person. So first up Saturday, November 16th, I'm going to be giving my You Are Enough retreat. That's the one based on women in the Old Testament. That's going to be at Holy Family Catholic Church in Orlando, Florida on Saturday, November 16th. Then Saturday, January 11th, I'm going to be giving my You're Worth It retreat. Now this one is based on women in the New Testament, based on the stories that I look at and reflect upon in my book, You Are Worth It, Women in the New Testament. So that's going to be in Exeter, New Hampshire at St. Michael Church on Saturday, January 11th. Then Saturday, March 7th, I'm going to be giving my You're Worth It retreat at Precious Blood Parish in Jasper, Indiana. Then Saturday, March 28th, 2020, I'm going to be speaking, not a retreat, but speaking as part of the Women's Conference in Norwich, Connecticut. If you're going to be any of those places, you know I would love to hear from you. I would love to meet you in person. It's always the most gratifying thing whenever I go to speak anywhere is when people come up and tell me they listen to the Girlfriends podcast because I know we're instantly friends. <laughs> I know you get it. If you listen to Girlfriends, we are friends. So I would love to be able to connect with you in person. If I'm not going to be coming to your community and you want to find out more about how you can make that happen, go to daniellebean.com slash retreats or daniellebean.com slash speaking to get more information about the retreats I offer or the kinds of talks that I give and how you can go about beginning that process to possibly bring me to your parish, your community, your women's group, your event, your conference. I would love to be a part of what you have going on and have the opportunity to meet you in the process. And I want to finally be sure to mention our Facebook group, which is just for Girlfriends listeners. If you are a listener to the Girlfriends podcast, that gives you a free ticket to be a part of our closed private group on Facebook, where we talk about anything and everything, what's on your mind. It's a great place to connect with other like-minded Catholic women, especially. So if you want to be a part of that, you do have to request to join. It is at facebook.com slash groups slash Girlfriends podcast. 
If you can't remember all that, don't worry. Go over to ascensionpress.com. All of the girlfriend's show notes contain that link. You can click right over. And if all else fails, find me on Facebook, okay? You can find me. I'm Danielle Bean on every form of social media. So find me on Facebook and send me a message asking for the link to join. I'll be glad to share it with you in that way because you do have to request to join and I have to approve you to get in. But if you're a girlfriend's listener, I would love to have you join us there. It's actually nice to have a safe place where you might be friends with, you know, your little kid's basketball coach plus people you knew back in high school plus your next door neighbor plus that mom at your kid's school plus, you know, Know, whatever. It, no, I didn't even mention extended family members, right? So um, this is a place where you can share with others who are like-minded on Facebook. So I would love to have you join us there. And it's a closed group, which means all those other people that I just mentioned, unless they're also members of the Girlfriends podcast group on Facebook, they will not see what you're sharing there. So it's a nice opportunity to be able to connect in real ways with other people who share your perspective, share your values. And that's all we have time for today, but I wanna take a moment and just thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up. You know, I'm always begging you for feedback, but the most important thing to me and the most encouraging thing to me is that you show up, that you listen to what we share here at Girlfriends. If you are listening to this podcast, you are an important and valued member of the Girlfriends community. So I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for being here. Your presence really means a lot to me. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 